presents the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Uh, but really, it's just the first game of the season. I know. You know why we I all know. get in the I was more ah for the fact that the we, we have actual games, games to talk about. And news that because of traffic, we didn't miss. Wow. We might have missed that news we're if it weren't st- for We're traffic. starting an hour later than we normally would. I'm sorry. Well, Steve, My you can't fault. really help it. Uh, no. There is one main, main artery in and out of Toronto. It's called the Don Valley Parkway. It's, it's three, three lanes, lanes, which is stupid. And guess what? Today, it was two. Uh, why, Steve? Um, so that they could uh, park trucks with orange construction things on them mm-hmm. and then do no construction. I've noticed that happening a lot in our yeah. city. There is a... Uh, right, a, a right, uh, right behind the Bloor exit, which if you're from here, your uh, neck is, is uh, full of veins. Really? In Toronto. We have the longest street in the world. Young. Young Street. And we have one exit to get to Young Street from the (laughs) west side of the city. Right. That exit has been closed for six months (laughs) because construction. And and it's 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 great because now we're taking car lanes Mm -hmm. and we're making them into bike lanes. In a country where for six or eight months of the year, it's below zero. It's below freezing. And uh, you know what? Isn't Amsterdam the same way? Or the Netherlands? When was the last time the Netherlands got snow bombed? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, know enough about them. <laughs> I think they're I know they were all too high to care. <laughs> a little bit warmer. <laughs> but it's in Scandinavia and they all ride bikes. That's what it's, I it's, figured they get a lot of snow. It's, it's a little south of... The Netherlands isn't like Norway, Sweden, Finland. It's, no. It's like on that hook down. Like it's across from... From London, like it's not far. I've never been there, but um, I hear Russia is entirely bike lanes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just pass. That's why I have been there. I that's just, why the Russians are such great skaters. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now we, we go. go. All right. Oh, there we go. Ovechkin grew up riding a bike. Everywhere. He Amsterdam Gorsk. These are uh, <laughs> these are facts. I hope you guys all know that these are facts. Yes, F A X. Yes, know the know the facts. Absolutely. Um, ESPN. So, Steve, is that damn video up yet? Because I'm going to start tweeting you about it's it in a up. second. All right, you, you bunch of you've probably seen it already. People. Um, oh, so we got I a battled. lot, lot to cover on the show. Um, let's talk a little bit about Yager's bonuses. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the games that happened last night. Of course. Um, and, and Jack Eichel's contract and a whole bunch of other things. However, we oh must God. first start Jack Eichel's contract. with like, the breaking news. Like so far down. Breaking news. And this is not huge news, it's a but it's still huge. pretty big. Yeah. Um, Las Vegas had obviously picked up Malcolm, Malcolm Subban on, on waivers. A bit of a confusing move. Um, not that he's bad, but that um, it'd be like the least claiming a winger. Yeah. You got no. one. Or ten. Y- yeah. You have... 90. Yeah, so they pick him up, and obviously Mark Andre Fleury is supposed to be the starter there. Yep. And, looks good. And they thought, and we thought, okay, well, you know, and all of us, I believe, had Calvin Picard picked as or Pickard, Pickard. as the guy. Mm-hmm. Calvin Pickard picked as the guy that would go as their their backup, and he played picked. well enough. Picked. Huh. See, and unfortunately, it looks as though Mr. Pickard is on waivers today. Ah, uh, it's a. Bit of a confusing move, and I'm trying to figure out the logic behind it. I can't imagine they're going to send him down. Well, I don't think that he's going to clear waivers. I think that there's going to be a lot of teams, Leafs included, that will put in a claim on him. Absolutely. How would you not? Um, Well, and now this is interesting. I'm not sure exactly how this works. 
Because waivers goes in order of the standings, does it not? Yes. Well, so at least one last night. <laughs> so yeah. Well, no. And I, w- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine that there would be a billion teams before the Leafs that would claim him. Winnipeg. Yeah, like Winnipeg, maybe. Winnipeg? We'll get to that no, in a second. No, that's not. But right. I find that crazy. Like Pete Blackford actually just tweeted. He's like, "Man, Malcolm Subban must have had that one great practice." <laughs> and and George McPhee did say that he's not good enough to play in the NHL right now, but they are going to keep him up. They want him. They believe in him. So that's really interesting. The Knights, so I, I had to check. The Knights have six goalies under contract. Oscar Dansk, uh, Maxim Legacy, and Dylan Ferguson in the minors. And in relation to Manny? I was wondering that. Uh, I do not know. Malcolm, there is relation to PK. Um, Calvin Pickard and Marc-Andre Fleury. Six goalies. Six. Not, not Calvin Pickard anymore. My my guess he, is... Oh, he's gone. He's gone, for sure. I think he's gone. Um kind of interesting that there's a lot of teams that need goaltending. I almost wonder if Calgary would put in a claim on him too. Because they would have... And and okay, and and how would that work? Because we're one game into the season. Who's They less, just signed Eddie Lack. Who's less in the standings? Calgary or Winnipeg? Is it Winnipeg because they had more goals against? Uh, I like, think it would be that? by goal differential. So Winnipeg lost by five, Calgary lost by three. But um, I don't think Calgary would put in a claim. Um, it's one game. I don't think Winnipeg's going to put in a claim either. I think it's got to be someone who began this season unsure of their goaltending situation. Mm-hmm. I think Calgary signed two guys going, and done, we addressed it. And Winnipeg signed a guy going, great, we addressed it. Signed him to two years, Steve Mason. So mm-hmm. they got to make that work. Um, the Maybe. Leafs make a little bit of sense. But again, they just signed... Curtis McElhaney for two years. Well, and and that's the thing is that you can then send Curtis McElhaney down. You can. I I'm just I'm trying to figure out. I don't understand. Like it's so good that Vegas doesn't play till Friday because how do they have a cap compliant team? Well, or I, not cap compliant, but uh, how do they have a 23 man roster? They sent Shipachov down to the minors in a paper transaction. I, I have no idea how this works. I don't get it. like cap friendly still lists that they have ten defensemen right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I've wondered about that too. So, um, and there are ten NHL defensemen. Uh, Jason Garrison, Lucas Biza, Clayton Stoner is on IR. Nate Schmidt, Braden McNabb, John Merrill, Colin Miller, Derek Engeland, Griffin Reinhardt, Brad Hunt, um, and none of them. I don't know, unless I'm reading this wrong, none of them are waiver-exempt. That Derek Engelin deal, man, I do I don't not get it. that. I found the information I was looking for. Oh, oh what, what do you have? If a waiver claim is made before November 1st, waiver priority is based on the previous year's standings. Oh, oh. so the Leafs would be right in the middle then. There you go. Probably. Flames yeah. would Flames would claim after them, I think, and Winnipeg would claim before them. I'm trying to think. Just based Ooh. on the teams we brought up. Oh, you know, Okay. If he makes it this far, you know where he's going? Minnesota. Really? I would think Minnesota. Um, Dude, he, they're one of the top teams in the league. There's no way they make it. He they are, it but far. they got Dubnik. And who? Who's their backup? The last I checked, it was Alex Stalock. Wow. Who couldn't stick former, with the Marlies. Former Leaf great. Yeah, Alex former Marley Stalock. great Alex Stalock. Trying to see. They got Adam Vay. I don't know anything about him. Derek Barbaro. Don't know anything about him. Steve Mahalik. I don't know anything about him. Nicholas Vedberg. I have heard of him. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I think Pickard makes some sense for Minnesota if he makes it that far. Let's have a look at last year's standings. 
Can you pull him up? Oh my God, Jesse, you got him. Jesse's got Jesse's him. Jesse's got him. Okay, so Colorado could put in a claim. Oh, that's conference. That's go by conference. Let's go by league. I Actually, mean, Colorado yeah. putting in a claim makes a lot of sense because they just get him back. Yeah, um, I didn't even think. Of, well, yeah, but they got Bernier and Van- Varlamov. Vancouver, Arizona, New Jersey, Buffalo, Detroit. No, uh, Dallas. They've kind of solved their thing. Florida, LA, Carolina, Winnipeg, Philly, Tampa. Tampa finished that low. He's backing up uh, Vasilevsky. Uh, Budai. Oh, okay. that's a pretty good. I think. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. Okay. Uh, Islanders, who I think still have two or three goalies under contract. I'm not. I'm not really sure. This is the problem with the beginning of the season. You, if you had gaps, you made signings to fill them. There's a chance. There's a chance he slides to Toronto. There's a chance. Because um, I don't. I don't think the Leafs would do it. I do. I don't see why you wouldn't. It's just money to McElhaney. We have money. We can bury that. It's true. And if and if, listen, if you want to free up that million dollars later in the season, then you just put one of them on waivers. Pickard, by the way, uh, as a rookie, 16 NHL games was a 9.32. Very promising. Uh, the following season was a 9.22 in 20 games. Very promising. Last year played 50 and was a 904 on the worst on team the worst team banged history. up team in the league. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. Um yeah, and I wonder I just wonder if they you know why wouldn't you take them to see what what's up? Um and also I think we should mention and people have been waiting and waiting and waiting for this to happen. Martin Marincin is officially on waivers yeah, as of like today. We spent like the first 5 minutes talking about uh Pickard. There will be 200,000 if he makes it down, which we assume he probably will. Um makes it down to the Marlies. I see I don't know if he's going to be assigned I don't know if he's going to be assigned. Or, I think uh, they're putting him on waivers, and then I think it's over the next month or whatever the rule is, they're able to send him down. But they don't need to right now. Like, I thought the whole point of having Rosen in the minors was to get him games. Right. So, I don't know. So, do you put him on waivers and just keep him? I don't know. So, if if they did, uh, if they did send him down, they'd, I think $200,000 of his contract would sit on the Leafs' A NHL roster. A little... Like yeah, that. roughly. So it's you know it's not it's negligible, but it's still enough. Um, interesting to see if you know, what happens there, and um, I'm wondering if if they would have known Vegas. Like, is there a correlation, or is it like you don't know if another team's putting somebody on waivers? Well, do Vegas you? needs another defenseman even less than they need another goalie. So, well, I don't mean it like that. It's not gonna be them. I don't mean it like that, but I wonder if um, if Toronto knew Pick- Pickard was gonna be on, and they needed to free up a roster spot, and they thought, well, Marinch and yeah, I wonder. I mean, Colorado should claim both. Yeah, <laughs> like, why not? Who's going to be in their opening night roster for uh, Poor Mark though. for D? He just got into a winning team and then back to the basement. <laughs> like yeah. that would suck. Oh, poor guy. Well, that's what you got to do when you're Marty Marincin. I mean, they. You know what? Um, I don't feel bad for him. Like we went to bat for him for a long time. There was reason to believe in him. Um, he had every opportunity to. Like all he had to do was be bottom pairing left D for a team with bad defense. And he couldn't do it. So how bad am I supposed to feel? Right. You know, I'm not glad, but like I don't know. Bye. I don't, See I don't, ya. I don't feel feel good. Feel good that, that you failed. That's you, Steve. Idiots. <laughs> Piece of garbage. Crap. <laughs> I know. Um, Poor Marty. Poor Marty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but you know that's kind of part of the game, right? That's that's what you sign up for. So um, we'll see what happens. It'd be very very interesting to see if the Leafs put in a wa- wa- waiver claim, but we won't know until 24 hours from right now. But what yeah. we do know oh, is that the Leafs strolled into Winnipeg last night and kicked, ki- 
some surprisingly ass. kicked a lot of ass. Like, and it could have gone either way. Uh, it could have gone Winnipeg's way. It, it could have very easily been seven to Winnipeg. <laughs> the Leafs, sorry, the Jets on the power play were zero for eight. That's crazy. That Ron, is incredible. I, I think I saw a stat. Ron Hainsey played twelve minutes on the penalty kill. JVR only <laughs> That's played. Insane. JVR only played five more seconds total than Hainsey played on the PK alone. Wow. That's thirty-six-year-old Ron Hainsey. And Eric Fair factored was into the fantastic. game. He was fantastic. I was bummed when uh, the Jets scored a goal with him on the ice and that fourth line on the ice because he was great. Um, the Hainsey-Zaitsev pairing was on for one, and I was bummed for that, too, because they played fantastic. But, I mean, that game's over. Mm-hmm. Like, that game's over. I wanted Freddie to get the shutout, but that, that game's over. Um, the Leafs had a goalie. The Jets did not. And that, I think, is the game. I think it was a few factors. Uh, the Leafs kind of came on fast and furious. And one thing, like, one thing Babcock does really well, I think, um, that some other coaches do not is he kind of keeps a level head about everything. It's difficult to tell his emotions other than he thinks every call against his team is stupid. Right. Every time, oh, oh, what was going on? Like, he <laughs> went to the Leo Komarov school of confusion. Um, but Leo Komarov put your face mask down, confusion? Yeah. He, oh, my God. We'll get to that. Yeah. He definitely did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Maurice, the second that puck goes in, and he's not wrong to have. This reaction, but it's got to go down your entire bench. He just goes, fuck off. Like you, you can completely read his lips because I think the Jets had three or four power plays before that to start the game. What did they would shoot a 16 to 3? 15 oh. 3, 15 shots in the first 13 minutes. Ridiculous. Leafs' first opportunity, bang, it's in the back of your net and it's Kadri. Hey. <laughs> That's the way the cookie crumbles. But then, like, that one was, like, bad defense, a little bit of bad luck. I'm trying to pull up the I'll, I'll pull up the box score in front of me. It's defense and bad luck, but then the rest of the way, like, that's just Mason being a dog pile. That was, yeah, thank you. This helps me remember it. Okay, Bozak winning it to JVR. That's a nice, quick little play. Should have never gone in. It was like me? a, it almost looked like a, a just a, a quarterback pass. Like, it yeah. was just, it kind of sailed in on an arc. It was um, weird. Nylander is never going to get that much time to shoot ever again in his entire NHL <laughs> and he career. he was patient, yeah. too. He was I, like, no, nah, I'm going to wait. Okay, now I got like, it. Like, that's a goal scorer. Like, it's uh, hilarious. And I know the defenders were screening Mason, and he never even saw the pass, but holy moly. Before we, like, get, <laughs> before we get too far with that, can we talk about Jake Gardner's vision on that play? And I think that's something that's going to be a big factor this year is his vision. And I saw it a little bit in the preseason. Like, there was times when... There's times where Jake Gardner's just, like, toying with people on the ice. He just... I'm sure... And he made one mistake last night where he was a little bit too patient. He's Jake Gardner. People, I think, who have been big Jake Gardner thumpers this entire time are going to groan when I say this, but I don't remember him ever being this poised. Like, he looks fantastic. And I don't know... If it was the playoffs that gave him a boost, if he did something extra in the summer that made him extra happy, extra confident, I don't know what it is, but that guy will just hold on to the puck and does not worry about it. Like, because he knows he can get rid of it. He knows he's Jake Gardner. And he knows he's setting up Austin Matthews. Come on. Or no, what did he do? Well, no, it was Matthews to Gardner was, to Nylander, sorry. Yes, yes. It doesn't matter. But It, was, it doesn't matter. It was, on, it was Gardner's vision to find Nylander before... 
the rest of the ice even realized that the puck was over there. Right. They so hadn't even reacted to the fact that the puck went to Jake Gardner before he got it to Nylander. Right. So it's Nylander's goal. It's Mason's lack of reaction. It's the defense screening. But the reason that goal happens and the reason he has all that time in the world is because Jake Gardner is just a step ahead. Yes. Yeah. Didn't look good on Mason, though. Uh, Marlowe's goal was... But I I I'm sorry for Steve Mason. I just feel so bad. He kind of he dangled him. It was rude. Like it was rude and terrible. And like he dangled him out of his contract. <laughs> like one game into it, he dangled him out of his well, contract. And what I loved is that it came from Austin Matthews. And you know, people made a lot of you know, Sid Sid Six Zero came on this podcast and said, "What are you going to get Patrick Marlowe and not playing with Austin Matthews?" And but what everyone forgot that I forgot until the game started was there's five on five power play which Matthews and Marlowe were always going to be on the power play together, but there's also that goofy little after-the-penalty-kill line that he puts yes. out. Started with Marlowe, Matthews, Nylander, and then went to Marlowe, Matthews, Marner, the Marmamar line. Math Marmar. The Marmamar. Marmal, Marmal, I. They have weapons, man. They got a little. They got a, they got a couple weapons. So Fifth goal shouldn't have gone in. Which was, again, that, Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> After Thirty-six that. seconds in, and then and then it's dead, and you get Mitch Marner on the cares? power play. Uh, <laughs> Shifley and Perot did add it did add goals, and you know what? I when Shifley scored, like the there was like a, a genuine like fist pump, and like people in the in in the MTS center were super jacked, and I felt it, it reminded me of. Remember when I, th- I think it was Colorado that was losing huge, and Matt Duchesne scored, and it was like they were losing four nothing, and it was four to one when he scored, and he like fist pumped, and then Patrick Waugh got in front of the media the next day and was like, "I can't believe he would do that." I, I mean, what is that? What, what, is-, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was terrible. I, just, I sound but, like the wild and crazy guys from SNL. But I think I think anybody that has a problem with that doesn't know what it's like to be continually frustrated with a team like. Well, I Matthew been, Perot's goal had it just been like, the yeah, other yeah, way, I still would have been like, "Yeah, come back," because I'm I'm that kind of fan. I think you know what I mean. Oh, as a fan, I mean, I, I saw them it's in the first the goal of the year. A little smirk, you're like, "Hey, hooray!" But Can't like get the your players now, yeah. And I mean, you do play for that. I think when you're getting your ass kicked six nothing, sure, you're like, "Okay, we can at least okay." What are the things we can take away from them? We'll start with the shutout. <laughs> now we'll see if we can actually make a game of it. Right. Right, because you know how it's going to look on the highlights. You know what looks better than you know six nothing or six one six three. <laughs> Let's go for that. Let's yeah. try. It didn't happen in a game like that. Uh, fights. Where were where was all the chippiness? I, I, it's pretty much gone. Other than Zach Hyman running into dust, the wall of Dustin Buffalo. And you know what, Andreas Borgman and Inch here or there connecting with Shifley, there would have been a fight. Mm. He almost killed him. Borgman almost. You know, he's 230 pounds every time he steps on the ice. <laughs> every time he steps into your life. Oh, my God. He didn't look out of place to me either. Not at all. I um, thought him and I thought Carrick. Carrick fantastic. Looked, he looked great. Great game. And it's like, okay. Thank so they, you for validating me, Connor. So they <laughs> put him. All preseason, I was like. <laughs> they put Connor Carrick in a position where he should have been last year, which is third pairing, right D. He just, he looked more confident. Well, yeah, because like during the preseason, he was uh, part of the outside looking in lineup very often, and I think I wonder if having the other more experienced veteran guys in front of him helped. I don't know. 
I don't know what to tell you, but he looked extremely confident. I think the fact that he doesn't have to play with Gardner or Zaitsev or Riley in that pressure cooker, right? The fact that Hainsey's there, and as much as, you know, I don't want to, I know people who are especially advanced stats people will be all over me about Ron Hainsey, and I understand that, but I think that Ron Hainsey, there's, there's something to be said for a guy that's just done it, been yes. there, unfazed by it mentally. I think Connor Carrick's a top four defenseman when he reaches his peak for sure. But I think that you got to give him a couple years or just even a year to go, okay, I don't have to be that right now. Let me get comfortable, which they didn't let him do last year. It was like, you're all we have. I know. Please, just know. please hold the fort. <laughs> and then he got injured and then he wasn't playing as much. And then it was, you know, he never found his groove again. I think him and Borgman together, they're not going to play hugely important minutes, but every minute's important. To a point, and you got to have those guys be solid, and they were very solid. Name a play you remember of Morgan Riley's. Just mostly power play stuff, like hooking around and that sort of thing. That's, like that's it. Good, good, great. Keep it that way for the rest of the season. Keep it Should that be way. boring. That was great. I noticed Morgan Riley a lot last uh, season. He took a penalty, right? Oh yeah, that was didn't, a dumb penalty. Didn't the entire team take a penalty? It's a high <laughs> yeah, like, well, Connor Brown took a penalty. He had ten penalty minutes last year. Wow. <laughs> I know. I think he had a penalty in the first two games, and then he had six the rest of the year. Wow. Like, he's just the penalty differential god. Um, you know, a few really dumb penalties. Should we get into Komarov? Well, I think we should. I mean, uh, here's the thing. So, right call, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then why why tempt fate? Yeah. To see. If he knows. To see. Like, <sighs> it's the first game of the season. All the players and all the fans are heading into it going, well, now that the games count, they're going to call the games differently. And game one is an important game for the refs, too, because it's their opportunity to go, nope. Opportunity to go, nope. Mm-hmm. No, it is not. Guess what? Slashes are still getting called. I'm still going to be a dick in the face-off circle. I told you about that stupid visor. Get that stupid visor down. They talked to him before the game. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? My Well, I wonder then, first off, why the rule in the first place? What does it do? Why, why does it matter? It's probably a liability thing. Safety. Yeah. Like Komarov, I, here's the silly thing. So Komarov does not have to wear a visor. No, he's, he's grandfathered a, in sort of thing. Oh, he's still on that. He's one of the last guys that can still. Yeah. So he can yeah. just take right. it off. Which is what he did. They yeah. took it off. Oh, it, okay. I missed and he, that part. And he said after the game, he's like, I hate it. I'm uncomfortable with it. But they swear that I have to have it that way. And he said, I can't see the puck the same way. He said he feels unsafe without his visor. Your visor doesn't protect you, Leo! <laughs> That's a good point. What are you doing? It's a hat brim! <laughs> it looks dope. It looks really stylish. Looks cool. But like, I don't want a kid emulating Komarov, and I don't want Komarov losing a freaking eye. This fan base knows Brian Burrard, man. Like, wear your visor. Get used to it. Or don't, I guess. But if you don't, at least you won't get us a penalty. Wear it. Get used to it. I exactly. Wondered, I wondered Wear it in practices. Why he wouldn't just... like? And I, I get that NHL players are super <laughs> specific and super suspicious. Or sorry, superstitious, that's what I mean. Um, Wear sorry, a, a bigger tired. one. Like, even when it's down, it doesn't look like it protects very much. No. Wear a bigger one. Wear it down to your nose. They are, they are superstitious. They're picky and finicky and that sort of thing. However... You are a professional athlete. You're being paid millions of dollars. That little piece should not affect your game that much. Yeah, and that's that's coming a from a Leaf fan who loves Leo Komarov. Come on, it man. was a distraction in the first period of the we season. We didn't need that. No, after from all a guy the who might end took. up on the fourth line, who's supposed to be a leader. 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, we love Leo. Yeah, we love Leo, and we and we just don't like your... we love Nas, and everyone thought I friggin' hated hey, Nas. I personally, Stupid. I have a personal vendetta against Nas. I hate. I disagree with one thing that he did. Therefore, I hate him. The only That's person I hate more than Nazim Kadri is Leo Komarov. <laughs> I liked Illmatic, and I'm a supporter. Oh, of Nas. I see what he did. See, I was more see? supportive of Jay Z. Oh, but Ether, Ether, it, Ether it, wins every time. You know, the precursor to Sheether. I'm, I'm sorry. Wow. I wrong. Know. Wrong. You got a little deep into hip hop there. Let's wrong. Leave Nikki <laughs> wrong McClain. We have not <laughs> mentioned that Ron McClain was on our last show. Uh, well, he was well, on our last show. People can go listen to that show. No, I just feel like <laughs> on on any other day that wasn't the first game of the season, we'd be like, Guess what? oh my God, that was crazy. Let's unpackage that for an hour. But no, we're not going to do that. No. We're Ron McClain to to reaction podcast. Yeah. So we had Ron Funny on, you should say that and now we're from, going to talk about how we had Ron on. Well, someone from Sportsnet's like, can you write a post around the podcast? So I might cool. do that. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Meant to tell you that. Okay. You're fine to go now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so beyond that, let's just break this down. And I thought this was really important. I want to look at the Leaf School scores, okay? All right. So we have Kadri, Van Riemsdyk, Nylander, Marlo Marlo, Marner, Matthews. Mm, mm, Firstly, mm, Marner... Nylander, Matthews each get their first goal. And it almost looked like Kadri had his second on that Matthews goal. So either way, Mar- Kadri came close to a hat trick last night. He did. He was he a did. couple inches away from uh I think it was Marner's goal and Matthews's goal. Yeah. Then on the uh, on the assists, Van Riemsdyk, Bozak, Bozak, Gardner, Matthews, Matthews Marner, Kadri Komarov, Van Riemsdyk, Morgan Riley. Uh for those keeping track, that's Van Riemsdyk with 3 points by the way. Uh, Connor Carrick, Andreas Borgman on the last one, which is cool. Yep, yeah, uh, Borgman's got that first point out of the way. All the guys who were supposed to score goals for this team this season scored goals last night. Hmm, that's a great way to look at it. That so all the guys that are supposed to get the job done got the job done. Now I'm not expecting them to do it all on the same night every night, but I think that's a great start. And it especially is something for Patrick that weighs Marlo. on them. Patrick Marlowe, oh, like, yeah. you get that you get that first goal and that Matthew setup was fantastic and he big dangled contract. Mason. Yeah, yeah as big... you said, dangled him out of his contract. He he did. He dangled him out of his contract. Frig, I wish I thought of that for the LFR. It was <laughs> to me that was like somebody sent me a tweet and forgive me, I forget uh your exact uh Twitter handle, but someone said all my memories of David Clarkson and my worries about Patrick Marlowe faded away. <sighs> I mean, this isn't the most encouraging comparison, but you know who it reminds me of a little bit? Owen Nolan. First game as a Leaf comes in, veteran, all this prestige and all the, all these expectations heading into what what's supposed to be a playoff run. First game, two goals. Yeah, and yeah. just gives you that that little bit of ease. And I and I from hope, the Sharks. And I hope in yeah, I hope in Patrick Marlowe's case that he, you know, this is a way for him to go. Huh? Mm. All you right. saw it on his face. I think it was. You saw it on his face. All gone. All gone. And those are the first two goals he's ever not scored for the San Jose Sharks in it's his crazy. entire career. He's got. He's up to 510 now. Wow. <laughs> 508 uh, with the Sharks. So it's Hyman is the only player in the top nine who didn't get a point? Which fits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do we expect? <laughs> Six and a half minutes on the PK. And that's and, and again, that's not that's no, it, I know. what he does, I right? Um, and he 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 looked great last night. They all looked great. I thought it was it was a really really good look, except for that first kind of shaky period. And you know what? They the took Leafs, too many penalties. That was it. 
Um, they and they and they locked down that penalty kill, which was awesome. I want to I want to focus Freddy. on Eric Fair a little bit, mm-hmm. just because two weeks ago we all said it's going to be Miro Altonen, <laughs> and if it's it, not with Eric be, Fair being third, and, yeah, in and, the and, minors. If, and if it's not Miro Altonen, it's going to be Dominic Moore, and then yeah, Eric Fair will be a spare, or as you said, in the minors. Now now Eric Fair has come in, and for the one game he played with the Leafs last year, he looked pretty good, and it's wow. That's a great solution. Uh, I think Dominic Moore might have been sitting up there going, "Uh oh." <laughs> he looks a really he's good. a team guy, and he's going, "Hooray!" I mean, he gets a million bucks no matter what. Um, and at this point in your life, if they want to send him down to the minors, he gets a raise. Doesn't have to pay escrow, but um, yeah, Fair looked great. Fair looked very, very good. He's one of those uh, like just condor wingspan type guys. He's thick. Um, there was one play where he just kind of like he used an edge and like two strides to basically carry him from halfway through the neutral zone to behind the other team's net, like just battling. Like he's he's a you know you know what is going to turn into more of a story. I hope anyway is the Leafs murdered that trade. They killed it. They got a player who's on their penalty kill and is a key part of it. He's on their fourth line. And is a key part of it, obviously. Uh, and a fourth-round pick. For, for and a guy Frank who's for, not around anymore. For Frank Corrado, who's in the minors for the Penguins and may never play. That's a pretty good trade. That's a great trade. It was supposed to be a cap dump. A little bit like the loophole deal, which is now looked at in a different light. But, um, you know, that was supposed to be just a throwaway cap dump. Here you go, take this bum. I don't know if the Penguins quite had that in mind, or the Leafs did too. Really, it was the Leafs helping the Penguins out of a bind, mm-hmm. um, heading into a playoff run, I guess, or adding veteran depth for a playoff run. Yeah. I'm really not sure. I'm not sure. We didn't know he was going to break his finger. Well, and there's a lot of people, a lot of a lot of very well respected and educated hockey people who were like, "Don't understand that trade. Don't know why they did that." And I mean, it, it, whether or not they intended this, it's great. Uh, some of it, I think, had to do with the uh, expansion draft. They could have exposed him. Mm-hmm. They when needed they two people or three people or something like that. Okay. Which is also why they signed Ben Smith and yada yada yada. No, he looked great. He looked great. Um, so and I love righties. So so Freddie Anderson, and then again we're we got to talk about the Winnipeg side too. Freddie Anderson apparently is in the best shape of his life. Looked it. Um, I got to say that that Matthews, Nylander, Marner all looked like they're in great shape. But yeah. I think Freddie, of all the guys on the team, like last year he'd had that injury, right? Shoulder, yeah. And that's tough when you're a goalie because you're lifting heavy equipment. There was a save he made on line A in the first period that uh, first five games Freddie last year would not have made. He had to get that blocker right hand up as fast as he could. And, uh, like, think of how different that game goes and how differently, uh, you know, the mood is in Winnipeg today, how different everything is if line A puts the Jets up one nothing there. Right. Yeah, and it's line A, and he scores again on the Leafs. Now know? with Winnipeg, they didn't look bad. I mean, they really no. didn't. They, especially in that first period. Obviously, we took a lot of penalties, but or the Leafs took a lot of penalties. But you know, Winnipeg are a great team. They ought not to worry too much. I think goaltending is going to be an issue for with them. a great power play, with a great power play, and probably one of the top lines in hockey. Is it the Shifley oh line God, A? Yeah. Eller, Ehlers. Um, Mrs. Dangle was uh, doing her hockey pool. And I was telling her, to, I was telling her to load up on jets. Yeah, Wheeler, Shifley. I just wrote a big Little. thing. 
Uh, I wrote an era-adjusted piece that's going to come out about Shifley versus Dale Howarchuk. Cool. Which sounds stupid. Um, and the conclusion I came to was not stupid. <laughs> and yeah, Line A, Ehlers, they, they got... Uh, Truba Myers-Bufflin is as good of a right side as any team in the league. They look fine. They look fine. It just mm-hmm. didn't go in, and their goalie didn't make enough saves. Do you think Steve Mason just had a rough night and that was it? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, what I said in my video, like what, what I want to try to do this year is uh, like an If I Were You segment. So like I'm always talking from the Leafs fans perspective. So I'm going to try to get into the Jets uh, fans heads. Yes. And whoever happens yeah. to be playing the Leafs that night. But I mean, how, what I want to know, I want to hear a clip from after the first game last year. I want to hear what we were talking about with regards to Frederick Anderson. We probably felt pretty similarly to how Jets fans felt about or feel about Steve Mason right now. New goalie. Yeah. We had four goals from one player and we still couldn't win the game last year. That's unbelievable. That was a first home or sorry, first opening game win since 2013-2014. Oh wow. Really? Yeah. By the way, oh I calculated, calculated it last night and tweeted this out. Austin Matthews in, in game <laughs> openers, uh, like in, in two season openers, has five goals and two assists. <laughs> First player to ever have at least three points in each opener of the first two seasons of his career. He's saw, the first player ever. Yeah, I saw that tweeted by the how NHL much? account. Today. Multiple points. Sorry, yeah. Let me let me look that up exactly because that's very specific. How you it? Let Jesse look that up. Do you need the computer? No, I got it. I got it right here. Oh, okay. Austin Matthews is the fourth player in NHL history to start his first two seasons with three plus points in his team's season opening game. Who are hmm. the other three? Uh, Justin Williams of the Flyers. Kent Nilsson of the Flames in the hey, late eighties, uh, late seventies, early eighties, and Cy Denany of the nineteen seventeen to nineteen nineteen Ottawa Senators. That's not the same sport. That, that's a different sport. Could they pass forward at that point? Because remember, ho- <laughs> hockey used to be a, only a pass back yeah. sport. So the, f- you know how we're doing that whole centennial thing. All right, well, the first one. <laughs> so, if we're counting things that happened <laughs> can you, can you post-NOM. E- can you write an era-adjusted piece on that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Era, they have era-adjusted numbers for back then. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Matthews versus Howie Meeker. No, How Howie Meeker's up? nowhere near far back enough. Now you got to put on your 19 tickety two voice. And, <laughs> ah, Odie Cleghorn with the hat trick against the Montreal Maroons. What like, was the? Well, there's one player they call it the greatest Stanley Cup of all time, and I think he was the he was an Ottawa Senator. I'm pretty sure. Did he score like 10 goals and then go off to World War One? Like it was like crazy. Oh yeah, there's a story about that. I'm sorry, I'm probably missing a detail there, but it was I read it and I was like. So he scored, and then he goes, and he's an officer in the army, and he came back and played. Yep. No big deal. No big deal. Crazy. Crazy. Man, our grandparents and our great-grandparents. Different generation, man. Anyway, um, let's move on to the Oilers and Flames. Yes. Now, it's so great to have the Battle of Alberta back. Oh. It is just like, and I mean, it was back last year, but it is, you're you're talking about an offense-heavy Oilers team and a defense heavy Flames team. It's, and I'm, it's not to say the Flames don't have offense or that the Oilers don't have defense, but let's talk about their strengths, right? But, uh, like, I mean, the Flames are building their team to stop Connor McDavid. Like, well, if you got to play him five times a year, six times a year, right? You know what's great? 
is the Leafs aren't in the same division as Connor McDavid. (laughs) (laughs) We do have Jack Eichel, though. There are, how many teams are in the division? Seven? There's six teams trapped with that monster, that lunatic. Skates up to 40 kilometers an hour, like coming in on the net. So that was the second. So so it was basically Connor McDavid three flames nothing last night. It literally was. Yeah, because he hit the hat trick. (laughs) Uh, Patrick Marlowe, until that third goal, was leading the league, leading the NHL in, in goals. Until freaking Connor McDavid. 18 minutes into the season, Bozak was leading the league. There you scoring, go. he had a goal and an assist. There you go. Tyler Bozak. I meant well, just I meant just meant goals. But, no, I know. Uh, but like, I think Van Riemsdyk, Matthews, Connor McDavid, and maybe is it Bozak had three points. There might last be night? someone from either the Penguins or had Blues, three points because that was a high scoring game too. So oh, uh, uh, someone Wayne Simmons had a hat trick. Oh last right, night? yeah, right, last right. Night. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. The, uh, Good for him. A friend of mine texted me this morning that uh, she entered a hockey pool, and someone in their pool picked just Leafs. <laughs> and they had 17 points last night. They destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> what I a mean, great start. Yeah. The thing is, yeah. is that in a pool, too, in that situation, if you jump out to an early lead, it's hard to lose it. Like, Whoa. it's hard for people to catch up. Whoa, hey now. Oh, in a pool. Yeah. In Sorry, a pool. I thought you meant in a hockey game. I'm like, do you have amnesia, Adam? Two of McDavid's goals were unassisted. <laughs> so it yeah. was the McDavid show. <laughs> I mean, it's it's to his benefit to just rush the puck up himself. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and that's not an insult to the Oilers. It's but like rushing why, the puck up himself allows him to get to his top speed, which is a speed no one can handle. He made he made Travis Hamonic look like. All right, everybody, we need. Does anyone play defense? We and they just pulled him out of the stands, and that's like their new big addition. Yep. Oh yeah, and Yager. Did Yager even play? Uh, no, he's no, no. and he's he, not ready he probably either. won't be ready for a bit. He said, "Like I gotta, I gotta get into game shape. I gotta get into the systems. I gotta." He's like, "I'm not sure how my body's gonna react." Like he was, it was interesting watching his press conference because he was, he tempered a lot of expectations. You could tell they're jacked in Calgary to have him, but he he did the Mike Babcock. Well, we gotta do, you know, I gotta do this and this and this. And I'm like, wow, you sound like a a, a wily vet. Which is what you are. Justin Bourne had very, very, very good insight on Yarmir Yager last night, and that is going to be what my you, tease. What were you doing last night? Uh, I was I was doing uh, puck talks at the rec room, which, if you live in Toronto or the GTA, is redonkulous. the The Leons next to Steam Whistle mm-hmm. is now basically a giant Dave and Buster style restaurant with crazy arcade games and cool. a movie screen. It's owned by Cineplex. It's absolutely insane, and so I was on a panel with Carly Agro, Andy Petrillo, and Justin Bourne last night. And, oh, uh, those bums! Oh, those bums! We were I, we're hoping to get Justin Bourne on the podcast at some point. Yeah, I think we're going to be able to because he's he's now signed to do uh, Mondays with uh, Sportsnet 590, the fan. Yeah. There's a few people from the Athletic we'd like to have back on James and and you know all the guys that were have been on this show before. So yeah, um, so I will let him give his Yager insight, but I will just tease that it's very good. He's got great stories. It's very good. Uh, Do you guys want to hear some things about the 1927 uh, Stanley Cup final? Is this what it was? I don't know, if the, but this is very interesting because, uh, first of all. Isn't that when Maple Leaf Garden was built? I think we, <laughs> no, it was built in 31. It was built at like the height of the Depression. They planned for it in the late 20s when it was like the roaring 20s and then they crashed. Con Smythe still built it. Uh, so maybe it this was like is when it, Con Smythe built or um, bought the team. Twenty seven yeah. sticking out in my yeah. Head he built reason. he he bought it in yeah in the twenties and and renamed it the Maple Leafs <laughs> after his his World War One regiment right. Yes, I think so. 
two games. Maple Leaf Regiment, yeah. In the 1927 Stanley Cup final between the Ottawa Senators and the Boston Bruins. Finished in ties. So, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> the Senators won the series 2-0-2. So, so. <laughs> so Boston didn't get a win. Nope. They got two ties. Imagine it would be 1-1-2. One, one, and two. It's like an ultimate tie. <laughs> so like you tie two games and you win and lose. So it's like a, a quadruple tie. <laughs> How We're many, just going to split it in half. <laughs> if you take was, that, I'll take this. If there was Twitter back then, do you think Boston fans would be bragging about, well, we got two drawers. <laughs> you got two what? D-R-A-W-R-S <laughs> drawers. And the other fact I want to share from the 1927 uh, Stanley Cup final, after the game, Billy Katu assaulted referee Jeremy <laughs> LaFlame. I mean, assault isn't funny, but I guess 100 years later it sort of is. Um, Literally 100 years later. <laughs> I mean, well, at what point is assault funny? <laughs> That's a joke, people. It's a joke. No, I know. Anyway, what There's so many Winston Churchill quotes that everyone's just like, ha, ha, ha. But like, if someone said that tomorrow, you'd be like, what the f- <laughs> Who is this Fire man? him! Resign! Uh, Kotu, I don't know if I'm saying that right. He was barred from the league for life. And I'm- Smith, who uh, caused a bench-clearing brawl, was given a one-month suspension. How vicious would it have had to have been to get a lifetime ban in the 20s? Pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Pretty freaking Maurice bad. Maurice Richard broke his stick over like someone's head. Like that happened a lot, by the and way. They gave him a playoff ban. Yeah, and, and, and then, then there was a riot. <laughs> and well, because and, how unfair! I think somebody, <laughs> I think somebody in the Montreal Forum, when they banned him in the playoffs, when they came back, I believe somebody set off fireworks in the Montreal Forum. Oh god! And like they had to clear it out and everything. It was bad because they were. I mean, rightfully so. He's the best player in the league, and they just suspended him for the whole thing because well, he almost <laughs> killed him. <a> per- <laughs> Hey, life is out. (laughs) Life is out. I like life. They (laughs) fucked up. I give the middle to them, huh? I love Rob Mons. R.I.P. Yeah, so, man. Okay, so can you look up the 10-goal Stanley Cup performance? Because I would like to know that. Okay. Um, Penguins, uh, St. Louis. Yes, I have not got to watch this. Well, um, it was a 5-4 St. Louis victory. uh, Petrangelo in the overtime. I believe. Well, I don't know. Uh, Wait, no, no, it was overtime. Got a point. It was a goal. It was overtime, yeah. Yeah, because it was a goal. But Petrangelo had two goals last night. And, you know, I have to say, uh, not much to deduce as it is. It's just one game. But again, with with I want to look at some of the names that St. Louis had scoring for them. Are you ready? Okay. <coughs> Shen, Brayden Shen. Fifth overall pick. Who is now in St. Louis. Like, Forgot about that. Right? That was I, I tweeted when that trade happened. I, I go... Oh my God! Like, uh, how is Braden Shen worth that much? Because I think it was like two firsts or something <laughs> like that. And then I saw Yori Laterra's contract, and I went, "Oh, <laughs> boy, is it bad! It's bad, very bad." Uh, Braden Shen, and then Pareko, Colton Pareko, and then Petrangelo, and then Stasny, and then Petrangelo again. Guys that you need to score for you, getting and, it done. Uh, some help from the defense. Absolutely, and that's going to be St. Louis's strong point is their yep. defense. They are just so yeah. good. Um, yeah, the answer to my question about Calgary earlier, maybe St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. Good. Uh, Justin Schultz, Olimata, Crosby. <laughs> it's good for Olimata to get that goal out of the way. <laughs> for some reason, he went from like he like upcoming hero to zero in Pittsburgh. Well, and, uh, a lot of health issues, and you know. So is he? Is he not going to be a great defenseman? Is he I too think slow? Penguins fans would tell you he's okay. He's okay. I, I think um, he'll get better as the season goes on. He needs to play a full year. Right. Okay. Know? Or a um, couple full and years. Crosby, of course, because it's Crosby. Yes. Uh, from Malkin. 
and uh, Jake Gensel, and then Connor Sheary as well. From one Greg McKaig. Now, Greg McKaig, I just thought I'd throw this out there, was trending in Pittsburgh last night. He's their third line center. But apparently you did a great job. All right. They're very happy with him. And Greg I, didn't, McKaig, I didn't think that guy was ever going to be a full-time NHLer. Greg McKaig, if you don't remember, was the guy the Leafs traded for Zach Hyman to Florida. Who then gave up and gave him up for nothing? That's right, I forgot about and that. And also, I remember the there was a Steve used to do a podcast before this podcast years ago with U of T at oh, U of T with Justin, yeah. and Justin Fisher at the Justin Fisher on Twitter said, "I think in the second round, you guys did a pre-draft show." He said, "I think in the second round they're going to go with Greg McCaig. and he nailed it. I th- and he also nailed the Leafs trading up to he, like he specifically said the Leafs are going to trade up to draft Brad Ross, and they did. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out, but he right. nailed it. <laughs> and the Flyers beat the Sharks 5-3 uh, to three as well. Um, Giroux, uh, Jordan Wheel scored. Uh, Wayne Simmons had a hat trick. Uh, and it's nice to see Wayne Simmons get that, yeah. that empty netter at the end. Jordan Wheel. Jordan Wheel. Jordan Wheel. Could, Could have been relief. a golden night. Or relief. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I guess the Flyers are happy they kept him. And uh, holy smokes, the Wayne train. Chugga yeah. chugga. Well, yeah, and Shane Goss is with two assists there. I mean, that's... Uh, he had a Honestly, brutal season. He did, and yeah. Vorchek with a couple assists. I mean, these are these are the guys you need to to come through for you. Flyers are a little scary. Did Nolan Patrick get anything? Not from what I can see, no. Okay, but he made. Um, I remember his. I read an article in June, and it was Nolan. He was he was a weak king, right? Yes, Brandon Weeking. So the coach and the general or coach of the general manager said, "Listen, Nolan Patrick is not ready for the NHL yet." He said, yeah, but what you're getting is a guy that will be incredible and have a great, you know, 15, 20-year career, but he needs a year. And well, the fact that he, he came a, in... He had a similar uh, injury to Morgan Riley, I think. Was the when hernia? When he was junior. Not hernia. Hernia? Uh, mm, no, I, I don't remember, but basically he missed... It's Sorry, similar to Morgan Riley's injury in that he missed most of his draft year, but came in with all this, you know, all these accolades, mm-hmm. right? So that is what I think he meant by he's not ready. Not... He's not very good right now. No, and just, he wasn't. He didn't say it. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad thing. He said, "I just yeah. think he needs more time." But I think it's pretty cool that he made the Philadelphia Flyers. And I also don't. He's going to be. Real I good. can't. Don't sleep on the Flyers or the, or the Carolina Hurricanes, man. They are both that, teams. They're no. They're not easy anymore. Both those guys well, are not, in not the, the Metro Division. Thank God. You know the Monster Division? Yeah, it's got two more monsters. <laughs> Every team is a monster except for the Devils. Well, Islanders, I don't know, maybe. They're interesting, we'll see. So Jack Eichel and uh, and uh, Nikolai Ehlers both signed their extensions yesterday. So Jack Eichel has the most to compare with a Connor McDavid um, in nope. terms of contract. Well, no, no. I, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> might, and might be a precursor to what Austin Matthews command or or measures himself against. And I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying like I'm sure everybody I think the measuring stick is Connor McDavid, but when we're talking about elite players, all, all three of them are. If you're Austin Matthews and you head into your next uh you, well, your I guess first real contract negotiation, you're comparing yourself to Jack Heichel and not Connor McDavid. You know why? You scored more points than Jack Heichel. <laughs> right. And way more goals than Jack Heichel. Like you want to talk about I, like I'll take that bet on Jack Eichel. I think he's going to be sick, but he has a career high of twenty four goals. Like even if he were healthy, it's like a thirty goal pace. Mm-hmm. Good, very good, but like a thirty goal, seventy point pace. Um, Somewhere, I'm Tim awesome Matthews. Crying. I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. I've done it. I've done it. 
Yeah, so give me my 10, at least. Maybe even 11. Because if I go using McDavid as my benchmark, you know, what's he getting, 12.5? Man, he scored 31 more points than Matthews last year. Think of how good Austin Matthews was last year. There was a player in the league who scored 31 more points. <laughs> yeah. Well, McDavid's not fair. Like, if you got him in your pool, like, congrats. You win. You win. You probably didn't even pick that good of a team. It doesn't matter. You got a guy who's going to win the scoring title by, like, minimum 15 points. But he, and he sure is exciting to watch. Oh, my Man, he's great. God. Like, I'm trying to think of the last player who there was no answer for. Like, Crosby, we agree Crosby's the best. But, like, there were, there are strategies. They don't often work, but there are strategies. How do you compete? Nazem Kadri. Yeah, Because he exactly. shut him down in that one game, and we made a big deal of it. <laughs> Which, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Like, you know, got caved in five on five, Corsi, all that crap. Just Kadri got two goals. And he was front and center with McDavid on that one play, but... There's no answer for that speed. There's no. none. None. And Jesse, no one has what, hands that can keep up. What with was that. it that you said to me? Because Sportsnet did a, an, a graphic about this, but what did you say about his speed on the second goal? So his speed, I believe, was 44.1 kilometers per hour, which means that he wasn't legally allowed to travel in a school zone when he scored his <laughs> yeah. second goal. Yeah. That's <laughs> speeding. <laughs> I want you to think about it's that. 26 Crazy. miles an hour. Something okay, like that. so here's yeah. what I want if you to do. The American listeners, yeah. yeah. If it's possible, if it's no possible, <laughs> and the Ameri- <laughs> American <laughs> listeners have kilometers on the dash. <laughs> and just Literally a, no one else in the world. Being a dick <laughs> in Liberia, I think. It's like the states in Liberia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're sticking to that system. But inches, you guys. Inches, man. It's inches. way better. Mm. Um, what was Connor McDavid's speed in Fahrenheit? <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. I'm uh, punchy. The uh, I want you to look at your. If, even if you're an American listing and you have a car, you have kilometers on your dashboard. It's just in this. It's the smaller one. I want you to. I want you to have someone drive you down the street. <laughs> okay. If it's legal, where it's legal, I want you to go 40 kilometers an hour or whatever it is miles per hour, which I think is what 24. And stick your hands out the window and stick handle. It's such a so ridiculous just, comparison. Just stick your head out the window Don't and feel that. what that oh. feels like, and imagine trying to plan moves, avoid human beings, and shift your own body weight back and forth. And then he came to a complete stop after he shot the puck in front of the goal. Imagine how much <laughs> imagine how much force on his knee joints it takes to stop on a dime like that. Imagine what that was the most impressive the, part. Like yeah, what is it how end. what kind of leg power does that take? Because I like from Ankles, playing hockey you know calves, feet. Like and your thighs. Your thighs yep. when you stop Everything. you're swinging your whole body. Everything. Crazy. Absolutely. It's it's. I wonder, like, if he's just one of those freak athletes, whether it's genetic or whether it's, you know, I, when was he? When did they like start putting him in hockey school, like age of three, something like that? Because his dad, I mean, his dad's like a uh, OHL team owner. Yeah, Jesse's got the clip right here. This is. So, so he, yeah, he again, rush it because it's never not the right decision to rush it if you're Connor McDavid. How does he stop on a dime like that? Because it wasn't he got to his top. It wasn't like a like an Olympic race where he gets to his top speed and then slows down a bit. His top speed was at the very end when he made his move. Right. There's no answer for that. I, that's that's the best player in hockey. Something you There's should no look at too, that. if you get the chance to look relook at this. Clip. Oh, and it's the puck is on its side. Oh, I didn't notice that. Look at that. Look at the look at the. Oh, it's rolling. 
<laughs> Not that that matters for him. Wow. It's so, it doesn't seem believable. Here's here's what I want you to look at, though. And you look, see Mike Smith go, oh, nuts. Look at Mike Smith's chest after Connor McDavid stops. So after the goal goes in, oh. just look at his chest. Look at how much snow is on that jersey. Oh, yeah. Look at how yeah, much, yeah. The, the sea is almost white. The, the Calgary Red Sea is almost white with snow. <laughs> There's That's, a divot in the ice there. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. That's crazy. See, I don't think he... I don't know exactly how Connor McDavid's built. That's but Hammonick he, and Brody, by the way, on defense, too. Oh, I know. But if McDavid ever decided... It's like um, Marner threw like a surprising hit that led to a scoring chance last year, and everyone's like, how the hell did Mitch Marner do that? Centrifugal force, my friend! Speed! <laughs> McDavid's not the biggest guy, but if he comes at you with that kind of speed and he's not charging, <laughs> granted, he's going to flatten you. Like, yeah. I don't want to touch Dustin Bufflin, but... Mm-hmm. Bufflin can't do that. No, he doesn't have the mobility. To Matt do Martin that. can't do that. Like, like I'm, and I'm only picking on Matt Martin because we're talking about like big tough guys. You don't want to mess so, with. So, so we Eichel's wanted extension. Yeah, we wanted oh, to right. talk about sorry, Jack sorry, Eichel. Sorry. So Jack Eichel, ten million dollars, eight years. I think that's a pretty solid bet. Yes, but it is just that a bet. It is uh, now. Why do you say that? Why do you say it's just a bet? Why don't you say that's a solid deal and that's what he deserves? It is a solid deal, and it is what he deserves, and it's a bet. You know why is um, it a bet? He had a, he had a great rookie year. No one's taking that away from him. He had a great season last year after coming back from injury. No one's taking that away from him. But when it comes to that kind of money, that kind of generational wealth, I'm Connor McDavid. I'm a one hundred. I'm a one hundred point scorer. You know how you know that? Here's a hundred points that I scored. Jack Eichel, you're buying theoretical points. I think he's going to score those theoretical points. If you drafted him in fantasy, congratulations. You got a guy who might score 80, 90 points this season. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't done it. He, what's his career high? 64? So what What? What would be Buffalo's motivation to get him locked down now? Because, again, they have till next summer to really worry about it. I mean, I wa- you just—I would worry about question. Jack. I would worry about Jack Eichel, Eichel being offer sheeted. I really would worry about that because that to me is worth it. Yeah, of Why course, not? But I don't—I don't think it would happen. I wonder. Yeah, I guess it's—it's—it's it's, it's one more thing you don't even have in the back of your mind. You can go forward and plan your team, like you're financially—you understand the roadblocks, the ten million dollar roadblock that's going to be in your way. Um, I, I can't imagine the worry is he's going to score 100 points and be able to command more than 10. <gasps> that's what I wondered. Is it is it that they were worried that that's an acceptable price now and we better get it while we can because who knows what this guy's going to do? I guess. I guess. And then the other thing is, if you look at Buffalo's cap friendly, how much is Kyle Akposa making? How much is Ryan O'Reilly making? Seven plus, seven plus. Yeah. So you've got, uh, you've got Ryan, lot. you've got in your first two centers, you've got Seventeen and a half million dollars wrapped up in your first two centers. You know what though? If you're gonna wrap up seventeen and a half million dollars, there are worse. There's a worse duo you could have. Pretty good, but boy, is it a lot of money. Boy, is it a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know that, that that's the direction it's going. And the, the contract that's most interesting to me is Ehlers, um, because if you, uh, you know, everyone seems to think, oh, Nylander's getting more than seven, more than seven. Not necessarily, man. Just because the Oilers signed um, Leon Dreisaitl to a ridiculous contract. 
like that contract. I don't looks, think they wanted to. By the way, I think it I, looks more silly with each passing day. Had that had that Connor McDavid contract not leaked, I think that 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 oh. that leaking cost the Oilers like twenty million dollars. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's because, an interesting way to look at because it. Because I think that they had him in the seven to eight range. You can't tell and me. And I Dreisaitl, bet he was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You can't tell me Drysidle is that much better than Ehlers. Pasternak is a big one. There was another one signed recently who is a really good comparable for Nylander, and I'm trying to remember who. Nylander, I would hope, will get in the neighborhood of six and a half. If he gets 70 plus, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be that number's gonna start with at least seven. Um, still, there'll be more than enough to go around. Yeah, when it when like we know Matthews is gonna get the sun and the moon because he deserves it. The guy where there's a little bit more of a question mark is Nylander and And Marner know, too. And and Marner too, yeah. So as these comparables start to get signed, um, I think you have a more clear picture of what the Leafs are gonna look like. We know Matthews is getting ten or eleven. We know that. Good. Give it to him. For the love of God. It's the other two that I'm more worried about. I wouldn't be worried. I think they're going to be fine. With every contract that gets signed, I'm less worried. When Drysaddle got signed, I was worried. And then dink, mm-hmm. dink, 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 dink. Go down and again, I think I look at it and like, I go, okay, are we, if the, if the Leafs spend that much money on, on high-end slash elite skill, that's great. At least we're not spending our money on mid-range, might get you 20 goals for $5 million skill. Alexander Moginley. That's who we should be spending. Moginley? Moginley. That was a contract that was worth it. I think he scored 40 goals in his first year. McGillney was great here. Yeah, yeah, that's not the best comparison no, for no, bad no. Leafs. McGillney was no. amazing here. Yeah. Ah, I mean, I Clarkson. Oh, Lucic. Lucic might be one. That That is going to be interesting to see. Here, I'm looking up McGillney with the Leafs. First, oh, okay, first season 24, next season 33, and then the next when season... Did, when did we sign him, though? Huh? Well, he was he was already, you know, 10, 15 years into the league at that point. Asterisk, Jesse? No cap. Nah. Yeah, back Who cares? Then. Yeah, they only, uh, I think they paid him like $4 million a year or something like that, which was pretty big for the time. I, th- I think it was more than that. Was it? Dude, Sundin was making like $9 million. Wow. I know. Times, man. I know. Uh... Do you want some old man hockey stats? Yes, please. Because <laughs> so, I was trying to find your uh, your Stanley Cup final guy. Right. And uh, three guys scored nine goals in a Stanley Cup final. Cyclone Taylor in 1918. Frank Foiston in 1919. And Babe Die in 1922. What a name. Babe Die. Steve, what are you uh, looking at? Here's some... What's the matter? Uh-huh. Some breaking? No, I got a text from someone who said, instead of worrying about traffic, you should ride a bike. And I'm like, did I tweet that I was in traffic? Yeah. You said traffic held up the show. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. like, is someone, is this, are we live? What the? <laughs> Sorry. I was very hey, confused. Hey, guys. Now you know what Steve's text said. So. <laughs> I said, never mind. I said, never mind. You guys are dicks. I'm terrible friends. <laughs> Babe Die. Babe Die is such a great 20s name. Babe Die. Babe Die. Ah, Babe Die. We got his, on the board early last his night. His full name was uh, Cecil Henry Babe Die. <laughs> because, of course. Of course. of course it was. He uh, he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, actually, in the New York Americans. Ah. And then he also played professional baseball and played football with the Argonauts. An athlete. Wow. So there you go. Good for him. Uh, Cyclone Taylor. I don't know much about him. 
but he is a Canadian professional hockey player. Cyclone Taylor. It's <laughs> a good yes. name. Absolutely. Uh, Frank Foyston. He uh, was a player coach for the Detroit Olympics when Canada went there. In 1928. <laughs> Player coach. There's some old man facts. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. Man, the 20s. 20s hockey. 20s. Um, the tickities. I assume they were all drunk when they scored their nine goals. Oh, my mm. God. And you know, five Johnson, your problem is you're not nearly drunk enough. <laughs> uh, Ehlers, did the deal, I, to me, that deal struck me, it struck me as fair. Yes, which is why I'm happy. It's good. Yeah. Right? I think it's... Uh, like the whole Nylander's not going to negotiate his contract with the Leafs throughout the season. Yeah, that's advantageous to Nylander. What if he goes? What if he plays all season with Matthews, goes out there, puts up seventy plus points? He can go into his next contract and be like, "I can ask for more than Nealers." Yeah, for sure. I still love Pasternak for signing the deal that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense for Nylander to sign an early deal. No. Why, Why would you? Yarmer um, Yager's bonuses in Calgary, according to Elliot Friedman, involve games played thresholds with one minor exception. There is a two-parter that is not triggered unless Calgary makes the playoffs. So he said, I'm not 100% certain as I write this, but he needs either 50 or 60 appearance, appearances plus the postseason to get one particular bonus. So it's, it's a $1 million contract with a $1 million bonus. Um, have I told? I've probably talked about Jason Allison before, right? And his yes, you have very expensive punch. Yes, yeah, he was one point away from getting a million dollar bonus. One he, game away. One it was game. a games played bonus. He made one and a half million bucks. I'll just tell it again. One and a half million bucks. His bonus was one million dollars if he played in sixty four games. Game sixty three gets into a fight, breaks his hand. Justin, Bo- I was talking about that again with Justin Bourne yesterday. I'd be like, it's fine. <laughs> like, just tuck his hand behind his back. It's fine. Yeah, put me out there, coach. Like, yeah, seriously, I wouldn't. it out. For I, a million dollars? Yeah. I'd, I'd just don't show him. up to the rink wearing my gloves. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, don't tell him. Uh, don't uh, tell him. Um, Jesse. You brought, you brought forth uh, a piece of audio. Remember the Pythagoras guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. So this is a I've guy, avoided this. This is a guy that was ranting about football and advanced stats, and he said the Giants, they just suck. They have no offensive line. <laughs> That's what, and you think, Remember Steve, that? if you haven't seen this rant, you would think Steve's making fun of him. That's what he actually ranted. He said, in the rant. That was the rant. So, here he is on the Yes Network, and I don't know, what's this man's name? Oh, God. Pythagoras. Doesn't matter. Um, It does matter. Don La Greca. Okay. Don La Greca. If you watch Don on, on the Yes Network, tweet us. I'd like to know what your thoughts are. Just because... He seems like a, a, a character. Yeah, he's one half of the Michael K show. Every time I'm in the States watching TV, I feel like I'm watching Rick and Morty alternate reality TV. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what planet is this? So No one talks like this. This has to do with the Brooklyn Nets, who are awful, and, they're, and their their draft pick situation is horror awful. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this. But yeah, aren't they shitty and have no picks? Yeah. They traded all their picks to the Celtics. And they're lotter- they're not lottery protected, and they're the worst team. So the Celtics keep getting like first overall picks, and they keep trading them. I don't know why they don't just draft. Are they going to dig up stupid like the Leafs did when they got rid of the Lindros pick? I don't know. I don't oh know, man. God. It's bad. Anyway, you ready? Yes. I just want to throw out there. Listen to when he goes to his hotline. 
the things that he has to say just to get to a caller because they've sponsored oh. the hotline. <laughs> Oh, so listen, no. it's like NASCAR. <laughs> Literally everything has a sponsor. Oh, the Taco Bell McDonald's hotline. It's like it is. Listen to this. Listen to this. Um, oh, this is somebody that's really angry. Tri-State Buick GMC listener hotline. Brian in Manhattan. Tri-State Buick GMC Brian in Manhattan. You know what? Four dealers are bought. I would not. I would not pay for that if I'm. If I am the. The guy wanting to, to, to put my sponsorship on there, he doesn't even say the name properly. Here's several thousand dollars, uh, millions of dollars. Can you please say our company name, but do it like an auctioneer? <laughs> um, oh, this is somebody that's really angry. Tri-State Buick GMC listener hotline. Brian in the head. <laughs> Brian, why are you so happy today? Oh, I'm so happy. You don't understand, Mr. K. First of all, I'm I'm sick that you're not going to be doing the Yankees. I'm sick too. I dated this girl all year. No, now someone else is sleeping with her. I hate right, it. taking her to the prom. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But it, it it what really like it kind of makes me a little happy is that Don's uh, Mets <laughs> and his uh, his Giants his his football and his baseball season are over. <laughs> and it, it brings me such nauseous that they, 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 But Brian, I don't care. You don't but, understand. All right. So for context, the Giants are 0-4. So the, yeah, the call over. is called in to taunt him and be like, hey, your team's And the Mets sucks. are the freaking Mets. And then right? the Mets didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. They're terrible. So uh, Don has said four words. Brian, I don't care. Brian. I can already tell. He cares. Football and his baseball season are over. Yeah. And it, it brings me such nauseous that, that they, 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 they... But, Brian, I don't care. You don't but, understand. But care. I don't care. It, it, Hold but, Brian, why, though? What, I don't care. Don's not a guy who, well, like, really does anything annoying as a fan. It doesn't he annoys bother Brian. me. He but annoys Brian. But, Brian, what is it? It's, well, actually, Peter Slopopotamus, what it is is <laughs> that I don't... You're a bad I, guy. Him and Rothenberg, him and Rothenberg are, I mean, they, they make comments about the Yankees, about how they watch Yankee games... So they lose. How they 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 just, no, that's, just that, that is not. I've been here two years and never heard Don say that once. But real quick, who's your football oh, team? Please, well, you Brian. Who's your football you're... team, Brian? Uh, I don't watch football. Oh, man, you know football. what? You're a fraud. Yes, you do. And you 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 have a team that stinks. Uh, if you're, and you yeah. don't want to say. If you're you're a who doesn't Brian, have a football you're team? You're probably a American. Giant fan. Yeah. You, you, no, I am an yeah. Oakland Raider fan. Ah, you didn't have Oakland a team. But you do and now have you team. have a team. And a team that's lost two straight and is in peril. Oh, you have no oh, guts. Peter, you Peter are so gutless. The Raiders, isn't that the team that my team utterly embarrassed last week? Peter, yeah, didn't you, we know why, right? didn't you have 78 you know why, total right? yards in the fourth quarter? Brian, I, I don't like the way to... they're treating you, Brian. No, but, I don't like but, it. No, but I, 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 listen, I, I respect the Raiders. You know, what I love about the Raiders is that they got names for their games. You know, the Sea of Hands I... game, the Holy Roller game. Like, they're, they, right. uh, they were great right back at it. But the thing, Brian, you're gutless. You, you said you didn't have a football team, and then you told us because you, you're gutless. Gutless. Oh, my God, this is great. Now, you know for why? all the because years that you've been calling because... and killing me, you were on the air and showed zero guts, Gutlers. Brian. How awesome you... is that because I might be a Met fan and a Giant fan, but I'm not gutless. I'll come Gutler. on the He's air and I'll tell you over. how I feel. But you have He's no guts. Yes, yes. You, I don't, I don't have a football team, but you do have a football. Right. Oh my God, you're so weak. I can't believe it. I I'm actually jumping football. up and down. I'm giddy, baby. I'm giddy because you're a clown show. You're so <laughs> We've been going at it for years, Brian, and we. I finally win!
I win. I need to dunk something. I got to dunk something. You get he's out of his chair and running around the studio. You he's carrying the chair. You have to watch the video. Yeah, he's wearing a chair on his head now, Brian. That's what you. Do. Oh, he's throwing chairs. That chair's broken for sure. Winner, yeah. winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winning, winner, chicken dinner. Clown. No, 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 no. Show. Clown. Show. Say with me, Clown. Show. Clown show. Clown show. Clown show. Clown show. Clown show. Brian, I got your back, my friend. Brian, I got your back. Wow, there is a lot of footage left. Yes. Oh my god. It keeps going. Just looking at the bar. Yeah. Um a conversation that I often have within my own head and with others is how old will I be? By the time yelling and screaming at a camera in a room full of toys is weird. <laughs> I think that's your thing. How much money do you think Don LaGreca makes? More than a you. Lot. <laughs> no <laughs> offense, but no, more no, than any of None taken. Are we talking Probably, six digits, Adam? Oh, without question, I think multiple six digits. You think seven digits? Uh, Maybe. I mean, he's in New York, but they're covering the Mets and the Nets and the, you know, like, I think they're the, I, I mean, it, it is, listen, it's, it's Yes start, Network. So. Start with at least a five. Oh, yeah, I would think so. But I think the, the guy Get used the to me yelling and screaming, everybody, because <laughs> I'm in it to win it. I'm going to make it. Clown show. Clown show. Clown show. Clown show. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did you get there? I, what, I, <laughs> what I can't get over is how cheesy they are. Oh my like, God. if you're going to, if you're going to win, like, I mean, that, I, I get being excited, but like, man, I, I mean, okay. If I was a, if I listened to the show every single day. And that guy calls in, and he's like, oh, you guys, you guys, you shitty teams. And it turns out he cheers for a perennially shitty team. Yeah, I guess it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And I, also the Raiders, who are supposed day, to be good like, this oh, year. Oh, Don's got him. I want to know who the listeners are who are like, Don's got him. <laughs> like Butters watching Cartman debate Wendy Testaberger. Oh, he's got her now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, hey, whatever gets you through the day, man. Wow. Hate on he uh, he turns several shades of purple in that rant, too. Like, he gets... Oh, yeah. There's some blood flowing. There's blood. some blood flowing. <laughs> Clown Show. What's the name of their show? Clown Show? Uh, no, the Michael, Michael K. K yeah, I, think, I, I would think Michael K's up in the millions. Who's Michael K? The guy who's the show's name's after? The no, but... Well, which one of those guys? The middle guy. He's in the power chair, the don't guy. you know? <laughs> Is Don McGregor the stunt boy? I think he's just the co-host. He's the, like, a lot of times you have a guy who is like a straight ahead host who is knowledgeable and whatever, and then you got a guy who's like adds a little color. Are they are they just doing their best and trying to have a fun segment? And I think so. <laughs> oh, I think it was fun. Oh, I had fun. Did you not have fun? <laughs> oh, I had fun. I had a, I had a great time. Chicken dinner. Clown show. I mean, I think with that one, I'm laughing with them. I wasn't laughing at them. I think I was laughing at him with the advanced stats thing. That was funny. Oh, that was, yes, 100% <laughs> laughing at him. No, I think, I think I'm laughing. I'm laughing at Don. Point Don LaGreca. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes when you get one over on a guy who's been giving it to you for years, it feels good. And you, you slam chairs and chant clown show. Yeah.
But I guarantee you, the guy that that he he eviscerated on the air there, he didn't Brian. really eviscerate. Brian, Brian, Brian the yeah. caller, Brian from Brian. wherever. Brian from New York. Brian from New York <laughs> will be a forever listener because of that segment. Like oh Brian God. is immortalized, and he will never not listen to that show. But he's gutless, Adam. You need to. Go he, he sort of is gutless. I mean, they are right. They're not wrong. They nailed him. Um, go on. I think it's on Netflix. Look up Big Fan. Uh, the star is Patton Oswalt. If you're into sports and particularly sports radio, fantastic movie. Is that where he calls in a lot? He calls in a lot. He writes out all the stuff. He's he's a parking attendant, so all he does is listen to sports radio, and then the story gets dark and crazy. And I don't want to spoil it for you. Really good movie. Really good movie. And I think Brian will be as dedicated as Pat Oswald is in that movie. Shall we do a press conference? <laughs> the Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Finally. Been a while. Finally. The Earth was telling us not to do one. In an Just, effort to improve overall safety for both competitors and spectators, NHL officials issued a warning Friday to remind hockey fans that banging on the glass scares the players. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was a beer. Isn't that the zoo? Attending games should refrain from pounding on the glass. Is that? It's very disorienting and gravitating for hockey. That's a Beaverton article, That's right? It's got to be. It's from The Onion. Oh, The Onion. Okay. Ooh. Scares the, the players. Beaverton, by the way, is the Canadian Onion. Yeah. Wow. I, I was like, please tell me. Please. <laughs> I believe it. I would believe you it. You could tell me a lot of things about the NHL. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. I get it. All skates are made of rubber. No, I get it. I, yeah, yeah I sure. It. Sure. Absolutely. Well, hope the Leafs are still good. <laughs> Producer Jesse, have we got uh, any questions? Outspan asked something interesting. Outspan. Since the league seems determined to modify rules to raise scoring, what do you think of making it illegal for defending teams to make a hand pass in their own end? Isn't that illegal already? No. Or what do they mean? Not. Uh... So the defenseman whacks it out of the air with his hand... And yeah. his teammate picks it up on his stick? Yeah. I thought that was already illegal. No, apparently not. I thought the play was blown dead. Does he mean make that a penalty? Not Years a penalty, or... but I think the same stop- stoppage of play you get with a high stick or a hand pass anywhere else on the ice would be a good starting point. How many more goals a year are we going to get from that? Like, I don't know. This is the thing that... Don't you love this sport? Don't you love it? Leave it alone. Like, unless you're going to make a major change that's actually going to make a difference. Like, I'm getting tired of all this. Like, calling slashing as it's supposed to be called, I get. Calling the face-off rule is annoying, but I get it. Calling Komarov for his visor thing is annoying, but I get it. Telling Eric Ferrer to untuck his jersey or Connor Brown to untuck his jersey is annoying, but I get it. At what point? Like, there's as much scoring as there is. Unless you're going to make a major change like they did in 0506. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not going to solve your problem. In a league where every team scores, what, like 260-ish goals? Oh, great. Now they all score 262. <laughs> because you got rid of that stupid hand rule. Like, Percentages, brah. Yeah. Gives when is Josh Levo going on wafers? There are at least three Marlies ahead of him on the depth chart. And if you don't want to get rid of him... I don't. Uh, if you don't want him, get rid of him like Morenza. I disagree. I disagree too. Yeah, I disagree with that. I don't think there are three Marlies that are ahead of him on the depth chart necessarily. There are guys who I expect to be better down the line. Mm-hmm. Bracco, he's not ahead of him right now. Kapanen, uh, yeah, you can argue that. Kapanen's ahead of him. 
Sosh isn't. I don't Sosh think. Sosh isn't. I think Sosh was in the lineup. La- People are going to say, well, he was in the lineup last year. Well, I think Sosh was in the lineup last year because Sosh plays a role. And if you look mm-hmm. at the, the way the Leafs build their team, they build the Marlies the same way. If you are a third-line right winger and you play that role, then that's what you're going to play in the NHL too. I think if Nikita Soshnikov plays an NHL game before... I, I think if, any, if Nikita Soshnikov plays an NHL game in 2017, it's a mistake. If he comes back second half of the season, great. But like this guy, like he needs to get some cons- consistency ever under him. Ever since he got to North America, it's just been injury after injury after injury, and he comes back too early, and it's nagging him, and he's got post concussion syndrome, and what, what, what? He couldn't fly to Russia all summer. Couldn't fly to Russia all summer. Preseason comes, there he is in the games. Like Sosh needs to play some healthy hockey in the American League for a while. Um, I don't think the Leafs are going to put Levo on waivers. Um. I don't think they're going to go from asking too much for him, like Chris Johnson said on the show, to getting rid of him for free. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and I, I think you got to look at it like, um, what are the what are the benefits to losing a guy like that? Unless you get the price, whatever the the exorbitant amount that they we're asking, what, unless you get that. I mean, you got a player who you got intent- a conditional six for Peter Holland. He yeah, like, he gets something. He got. He got, what is it, 10 points in 13 games last year when he yep. played. Yep. So that's significant. And you have to remember that last year, and we keep saying this, but the Leafs did not have a major injury last year. Not one. One of those wingers goes down in that scoring position, and that, especially in that top nine. One of those guys. Yeah. Levo was literally waiting for one of eight guys to get hurt. And last year... No one did. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and you know, and, and you'd think, you know, maybe at that point Connor Brown moves up, Levo goes under the fourth or whatever it is. Yes, no, yeah, but nailed it. how un how not rare is it to have a couple wingers go down over the course of the year? One of Marner, JVR, Connor Brown, Leo Komarov, Zach Hyman. I mean, Jesus, the way Zach Hyman's played the last couple of preseason and regular season games. He might need a break. <laughs> I think he might be volunteering. <laughs> like, you know, uh, yeah, Levo's going to get in, and he's going to play well because he's a good player. And he played really well in the preseason. Yeah, he had a great camp. He's not going to go on waivers. Yeah. He's not, uh, in nine out of ten seasons, Levo plays much more than 13 games last year. And also, he started last year hurt. Yes. He wasn't prisoner the entire time like Corrado. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I... I I disagree with you on the depth chart thing, and I disagree that he's going to go on waivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is your Stanley Cup final prediction? Yeah, I got to change. Yeah, we got to do that. Well, because yeah. my last pick on this show was in like June, and I said the Ducks. It was yeah. An, yeah. I've changed that. What um, is it now? They're going to stumble out of the gate because of their injuries. Boy, oh boy, oh boy! One game into the season, yeah. my bold prediction for this month: Tampa versus the McOilers. I was going to say this exact same thing. So, in inter- in the interests of saying something different, okay. I am going to say. Well, okay. So your official pick, though, is that Tampa versus the Oilers. I. You know what? Because man, be keeping track of this. Yeah, you can say the same thing if you want. If that's what you think. It's so hard to think. You that... can give a secondary pick. I'm just not going to give you credit for it if it's right. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> Tampa Oilers would be the right, but I also think Tampa Nashville is very possible. See, Nashville, Nashville needs a centerman though. Is in a very tough division, and they're without Ryan Ellis for a few months. They might not make the playoffs. If they do make the playoffs, they're a contender, and but they might not make the playoffs. Yeah, Ducks well, too. Like it's crazy. It's totally crazy. Like Western Conference Final could easily be Ducks Preds again. Neither. It's 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 possible both might miss the playoffs. Producer Jesse, the correct answer is Toronto versus Edmonton. 
I hope that happens. Genuinely How hope. How far-fetched is that? It's it's the correct answer. I think it would be... I, it's I mean, it's not far-fetched. I do think it improbable this year. And I think... The Metro the metro gets jumbled, eh? Like, the, the correct answer is one of five Metro teams. <laughs> but, but let's go with Tampa or Toronto because they stick out more, right? I, I do think Tampa's the best overall team in the conference, period. That's just my thought. Uh, it doesn't mean that they would beat Pittsburgh. It doesn't mean that they would beat uh, Washington, although I do think they would beat Washington. I think it would be a slugfest with Pittsburgh. Boy, Pittsburgh's bottom six. What if, with no pressure, this is Washington's year? I wonder about that, too. I mean, how it's much How much worse did they get? They you lose the Kevin President's Trophy by a country mile. And you would have done it without Kevin Shattenkirk. And then you lose Carl Olsner. And Nate Schmidt. And Nate Schmidt. But who was who was kind of a six seven guy, really. Yeah. I mean he he didn't even make it into the what second game of the of the playoffs with the Leafs. Brana gets in. Um Jew You've got Burkowski, gets in. you've got like I don't know how to say it. D J O O S. Yeah. Did you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're I, I really don't see how they got worse. Mm-hmm. They got worse. They got worse, but like they still got like one of the best goalies in the league, a very, very good tandem. Mm-hmm. One of the best snipers in the league, one of the best playmakers in the league. Uh Kuznetsov was not mentioned within uh, And the best team rarely wins the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Oshi, yep. Hundred percent. And and that's yeah, and they did lose Justin Williams as well, which hurts Justin a little. Justin Williams locked up Oshi to a good deal. We'll see what the kids do. Speaking of which Shout out Australia. Nathan Walker is about to become the first ever Australian-born player to play in the National Hockey League. That's awesome. Wow. Somewhere Saski Stewart is throwing a party, I think. Oh, she tweeted like she's crying. Like she... <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool. It is It is very cool. It's, I, if I remember the story about him correctly, he left Australia at the age of 14 to play pro hockey in the Czech Republic and worked his way up. Uh, I think he signed a deal with the Caps... AHL team, they actually drafted him with a fifth rounder. He's fought for a couple years now. He's in the show. Welcome to the show, kid. That's pretty crazy. Um, any more questions? Nope. Okay, I have an announcement. And this is a podcasting news announcement, and this is sad. Jeff Merrick tweeted today, unfortunately, due to circumstances out of our control, Greg Wyshynski and I will not be able to continue our podcast. No. Wait, what happened? Gre- Merrick versus Wyshynski, last episode will be next week. <gasps> no. Uh, according to Jeff, he said, we're f- planning a final pod sometime next week where we can provide more details. But right now, we just want to thank everyone for listening. This was a goofy hockey podcast. Greg and I decided on midway through uh, a phone call in the summer of 2011. I've never had more fun on a show than I did working with Greg on the pod, and I'm really thankful at how many friends I made because of it. Neither Greg nor I are looking at this as any kind of final goodbye. Uh, we'll uh, we'll still try to find other ways to work together on other projects. So thank you to everyone who downloaded, streamed, tweeted, played along. You gave us six years of great times. What six a shame! Years. What a shame! That's that's. I, I mean, mean they're when all it ex- comes to hockey podcasts, at the very least, that's Ron and Don. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Bummer. I, well, okay, so Jeff is, you're going to be able to listen to him. He's uh, going to be on for several hours every Saturday night on the radio with John Shannon. He's got a new national show coming. So that'll be available nationally in Canada, and I think I saw him tweet that uh, you'll be able to stream it as well. Nick Alberga, formerly of NHL, the NHL Network, and Rory Boylan, who's been plugging away at Sportsnet for a long time, uh, got 
the opportunity to do the second half of that show. And I guess it's going to be the western half of that show. Um, but, man. And we still... Has Greg announced why he left Yahoo Sports? No, he he's hasn't. He's leaving Puck Daddy. Puck yeah. Daddy is leaving Puck Daddy. I know that's not his actual name. Shut up. Is it? Yeah. No, not on his license. It's on his yeah. license. Like, that's a seismic shift in, like, the hockey, the online hockey world. Yeah, it is. And it's a shame. I mean, I hope they work together on whatever it is they're working on next. If they work on projects together, that's great. But, man, what an influence. Um, great guys. Genuinely, like, you know, we've had the, 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 the luck to have them both on. And they're just genuinely good people, too. And that's kind of, to me, that just makes a great show even better. And uh, it's too bad that, that it's happening, but it may just be scheduling. It may be whatever Greg's doing. I Jeff can't work with him. That, yeah, you I know, know nothing. Yeah, it's probably, it probably, yeah, we don't know anything, but it's probably something along the lines of conflicting other corporations or something. So a shame, but Five both percent. wickedly talented on their own. And at least we both, we still have them. And of course, uh, you know, Greg's got his uh, podcast with Dave Lozo for uh, Puck Soup, Soup yep. and that will continue. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, Merrick? was like one of the first ever mainstream guys to I'm talking I'm like eulogizing them but uh, like they're, they're still around uh, Merrick was one of the first probably the first mainstream guy to really give me a shot um, recommended me to a producer at Hockey Night in Canada that I be part of the 2009 playoff preview show and they had me do a video I stayed up all night and that was the first time Ron McLean said my name and then he said it again this past season which was nuts but I think where Jeff might have discovered me was on Puck Daddy because it was like in 2007, maybe even 2008, in my first or second season. I just, I got a bunch of messages, not even tweets, I got messages on my YouTube channel. It was a thing that happened to like little bloggers back then. You've been Puck Daddied. You got featured in the links on Puck Daddy or may, sometimes he might have even written about you. So like to see the Puck Daddy blog disappear like that, or at least, I mean, it's going to be different without Greg, right? I don't I don't know if the Puck Daddy blog itself is disappearing, but like that's the end of an era. Wish not being on Yahoo Sports and Merrick versus Wyshynski not being a show. That's yeah, sad. It is. But change change unfortunately inevitable. But or is it two guys who should have always been bigger than they are who are now being the give, being given the opportunity to be as big as they are, yeah. yeah. And sometimes, unfortunately, projects, you know, that are great have to end to make room for other projects. Ron McLean knows the most out of anybody in hockey. <laughs> Who's second? Like, I, I think it's Jeff and then the rest of the world, mm -hmm. really. Like, in terms of guys who can just talk, talk and talk and talk. You know, there's there's insiders who are extremely good at what they do and... You know, that's another echelon, but in terms of guys who can just talk about hockey, who's better than Jeff? Damn! I would have said Pierre Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> can you name someone better at talking hockey than Jeff Merrick? I can! <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back uh, next Tuesday. We're going to have actual Saturday night hockey to talk about. This is fantastic. We're back into the season, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, hosting the tailgate party at Maple Leaf Square for the home opener. So definitely don't come down don't to Maple come. Leaf Square. What time What time is that? Tell people. Uh, I think it's 5 to 7. From 5 to 7. 
at Maple Leaf Square. Thirty-five maybe, Bremner. Maybe I should check. I, I made up the number thirty-five. Is that correct? I don't think so. That on, might be where the Panago is. <laughs> go to the Panago Pizza to on find Bremner, Steve. everyone. <laughs> Here, I can I can get you an actual answer that's not incorrect. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Nope, not in that email. Oh well. Uh, Panago Pizza on Bretner Boulevard in Toronto, Ontario. Go there. From five to seven, potentially four to seven. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's five to seven. <laughs> go leave seven two. <laughs> there you go. See you next yeah. Tuesday. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W Y L D E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.